Imagine this, you are living in the early Great Depression. You desperately need to find a job, but it's difficult in your hometown, especially as an African-American. So you do what most people throughout the United States do. You hop on a freight train and ride it around the country until you find a good job. On March 25th, 1931, a fight breaks out between a group of African-American boys and white boys, and you get caught in the middle of it. The train stops in Jackson County, Alabama, and police are immediately surrounding you. You are now the Scottsboro Boy. This is Behind the Curtain, the real history of the civil rights movement. I'm your host, Grace Heitkamp, and we are brought to you by Lantern Productions. In this episode, we are discussing the Scottsboro incident, told from the point of view of Willie Robertson, one of the lesser known Scottsboro boys. After you are arrested, you are transferred to a local county seat to await trial. You are with a few other boys, and you are all shocked about what has happened. You are put in jail for supposedly raping someone, when there is no evidence that you did such a thing. Only because two girls, Victoria Price and Ruby Bates, said that you did. You and the other boys come to the conclusion that this will all be over in about a week. That the police will come to their senses and see that this is all over a false accusation. You couldn't be more wrong. Scottsboro incident revolved around nine boys, Charlie Weems, Ozzie Powell, Clarence Norris, Andrew and Leroy Wright, Olin Montgomery, Willie Robertson, Haywood Patterson, and Eugene Williams. After a few nights in jail, you hear chaos outside. An angry white mob has surrounded the place where you are being held. The local sheriff has to call in the Alabama National Guard in order to prevent a lynching. This may take longer than you thought. The following month, a trial is held. You are led to a courtroom. As the audience gets seated, you can't help but notice that the jury is not only all male, but it is all white. You can already tell that this won't go your way. Sure enough, you and seven others are convicted to death. The youngest one, Leroy Wright, only 13, is lucky. His trial ends in a hung jury. The court isn't sure what to do with his case. After that trial, the International Labor Defense, or the ILD, got involved. They helped to raise awareness about the false accusation and helped to get better lawyers and find more evidence against the rape. grants you and the other boys a stay of execution and your case is appealed to the Alabama Supreme Court. A whole year passes until the next trial and the Alabama Supreme Court upholds your punishment, only granting Eugene Williams a new trial because he is considered a minor. That November, there is a second set of trials, later to be nicknamed Powell versus Alabama. During one of the trials, something amazing happens. Ruby Bates recants, saying that she lied about the rape, that she was afraid her and Victoria would get in trouble for being prostitutes crossing state lines. Everyone thinks that this new information will end the trial, but the jury recommends the death penalty anyways. 
In order to get more evidence regarding the case, the court has Victoria and Ruby visit a doctor to check for signs of rape. After examination, the doctor concludes that there was no evidence of rape on the girls' bodies. This evidence causes the death penalty to be suspended, and Haywood Patterson gets a new trial. However, the public isn't happy. They get the case in front of more sympathetic judges, judges that will no doubt convict you. Patterson and Norris are retried, convicted, and again sentenced to death in 1933. The case then heads to Supreme Court. In January 1935, the trials begin this set being, being entitled Norris versus Alabama. The Supreme Court overturns the guilty verdicts, saying that Jackson County denied a fair trial. Of course, it isn't over yet. In 1936, Patterson is convicted a fourth time and sentenced to 75 years in prison. You can't help but wonder what is going to happen to you. Soon after Patterson is convicted, Norris's third trial ends in a death sentence, but changes to life imprisonment. Shortly afterwards, Andy Wright and Weems are convicted of rape and long prison sentences. Then, charges against Leroy Wright, Montgomery, Yu, and Williams are dropped. You are relieved, but not all of the Scottsboro boys are free. A day after this trial, Ozzie Powell is shot in the head, attacking a sheriff with a knife in a supposed escape attempt. Both men survived, but Ozzie is sentenced to 20 years in prison for the attack, his rape charges being dropped. In 1948, Patterson escaped from prison in Michigan, where he was found, was refusing Alabama's attempt to put him back in prison. In 1951, he was convicted of manslaughter in a bar. He sadly dies of cancer a year later. All of the Scottsboro boys die, some of them going without record of their death. It isn't until 2013 that the last three Scottsboro boys are pardoned, long after their death. All of this helped to fuel the civil rights movement. This story inspired Harper Lee to write To Kill a Mockingbird, and it paved the way for integration of juries.